No, seriously, the guy thinks he could do anything. Let him prove it. What do you say, Zach? A bet? Yeah. Unless, of course, you're too heartbroken. Just name the terms. All right, simple. I'll pick the girl. And you got six weeks to turn her into the prom queen. So Paul Walker really screwed himself over by picking the already hot girl to be the subject of the bet. This whole prom queen thing, right? Absolutely. I think he went easy on Freddie Prince. Yeah, I mean, all he had to do was see her without glasses and then it would have been on to the next girl, right? I actually think the glasses enhanced her beauty. I yeah. thought she looked really good with yeah, the, glasses the glasses. Do it for you, right? They yeah, definitely. You. Yeah. Uh, he should have picked the wedgie girl, you know, the wedgie picking girl, because that's like a, that's the type of thing where six weeks to prom, to, to prom, yeah. you can't break that habit six weeks. <laughs> that's like years of dedication to learn to not pick your own wedgie. Usually you learn it around age five, six, but this girl didn't have it. So anyway, you guys know the drill. This is the Last Row Podcast. My name is Drew. My very good friend Badway joins me over there. Yo. How's it going? Yo. We want to welcome all new listeners. For those that don't know, this is a show where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics, find their silver linings, and fill in the blanks that the movie writers might have left out. If you're looking to get in touch with us, you can find us at our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We're also on Google+. Leave us some comments on the SoundCloud player. And lastly, if you haven't done so already, head on out to iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you like what we do. We really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> To everyone that's already done. Stare so. you down because it's not five, it's 12 stars. It's a- <laughs> 12 star review, I had people. trouble getting through that and then I saw your face as I looked up and you looked really funny. Staring daggers at you. I wish I could take a picture of the face that he was just doing Because he got me. those lady glasses on right now. It's really <laughs> dreamy. I gotta tell you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, movie we did. She's All That. 1999. IMDb, 5.8%. Rotten Tomato, 38%. PG-13. Directed by Robert Iscove. Yeah, Is- Iskov, Iskavi, and uh, Ghost written by Ed by Shyamalan. Are you what? <laughs> Are you serious? She's all that. High school hotshot oh, Zach Siler. Tell me, man. Tell me about. <laughs> oh, this. you want to know about Ed by Shyamalan this writing this movie? Notes. I didn't see it. So you want to know about Ed by Shyamalan yeah. writing these notes? All right. So there's a rumor going around the internet, and it's not a rumor. It's it's a rumor that M Knight started himself. He was doing an interview. He dropped that he used to do some ghost writing back in the '90s, and this was already after he had been. Sixth Sense, you know, six, Sixth Sense fame and all His that. His one-hit wonder, you yeah. mean? The one-hit wonder on, he give made? give the guy some credit. We won't right? go, that's another, that's yeah. for another show here. So he dropped to the interviewer that, this is all true on the internet, I mean, it was quoted, that he ghost wrote, all, she's all that, and he implied that he wrote the whole thing, and some other guy, like, they take credit, it's like, it's not that the guy stole right. it, that he just, it's what ghostwriting is, you write it for for someone else. So the guy who actually wrote the movie, I think, is Robert Lee Forrester. I think his name is something like that. It's not important. Yeah. But anyway, so he gets wind of this like a year later. And then he's like, no, I'm going to in his dreams. He wrote this movie. I wrote this movie. Do you think that if the movie had done better, like more critical acclaim, M. Night Shyamalan would have taken it to his grave? Like, yeah, I absolutely. Oh, did yeah, sure. Like he would fight it forever. Like, I wonder if, if there's contracts to this thing where you could like claim credit like that. Yeah. But like. He could easily start a war right now after if he wanted fact. to. Yeah, after the fact. Well, didn't you say then he says he lied, right? Well, he well, M. Night Shyamalan never clarified anything. But what I think maybe it was taken from that interview was that maybe he wrote parts of it or he rewrote some of it in a ghost scenario. He dropped an, an idea or two? Yeah, he dropped an idea or two like he was working on the film. But he didn't flat out write the whole thing. And maybe the interviewer took it, took that implication and wrote it as he wrote She's All That. Yeah. So... 
Well, anyway, well, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but that was just a little <laughs> tidbit of information that I needed to know more about because I, I didn't it, see that in the notes. I thought I could gloss over that. No, I didn't see that in no. the notes. You must have slipped that in there. <laughs> yep. but hit me up with the synopsis. All right. High school hotshot Zach Seiler is the envy of all of his peers, but his popularity declines sharply when his cheerleader girlfriend, Taylor, leaves him for the sleazy reality television star Barack Hudson. Barack? <laughs> Barack Obama Hudson. (laughs) Desperate to revive his fading reputation, Zach agrees to a seemingly impossible challenge. He has six weeks to gain the trust of his nerdy outcast, Lady Boggs, and help her to become the school's next prom queen. (laughs) (laughs) Is he successful? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So how does this hold up for you? I'll tell you. I saw this movie maybe when I was like, I don't know, senior in high school, maybe just after the fact, well after it came out. And I thought it was a good movie. Like, uh, I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't think ridiculous thoughts of it. I just thought, all right, that's that's a fun movie, whatever, whatever. So I watched it again here now for this podcast. It's just laughable. It's absolutely ridiculous on every level. And, but I still enjoyed it. You know, as they say, McDonald's, I'm loving it. You're loving it? I loved this movie. And (laughs) I gotta tell you, you know, I should, we should mention this is our Valentine's Day special. Bowie and I decided to watch a romantic movie together, yes. even though we watched it in separate places. Yes. But this was our romantic evening in nope. watching this, enjoying it. I was loving it. I was loving it. Yeah. I mean, but I, the, I guess the point is I never thought of it as a ridiculous movie when I first watched it, maybe in my younger days. I, I guess because it's the right. 90s, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Everything's ridiculous in the sure. 90s. But in this case, it's just, this whole movie is completely laughable, but... It just it doesn't get any better than this. I I had to I had to I had to text you in the middle of watching this movie before I was finished it. I got to tell you, I love this movie right now. I thought like, you I had were to finished, let you know. Actually, yeah. it was it was awesome. No, I had to pause the movie just to let you know. So, but this movie was in '98, right? So, yes. how do you think it personifies the '90s? Like, do you think it was very '90s? Like, I thought it was. Yeah. Well, well you had very easy throwbacks like the pager, which um, if you remember from our high school. A lot of pagers being thrown Wearing around. it on your hat. Yeah, we were, we were very on the edge of the pager yeah. slash cell phone era of of technology back back in our day. But this thing was strictly pagers. Cars, vanity plates. You got the hacky sack going. You got the backpacks with like your one strap in it. Yeah. It's like the 21 Jump Street Stroke. You're one strap in it. Oh, definitely. Two strap in. Yeah. A lot of one strap in going on. And obviously all, all the fashion that goes with it. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of cheesy polos going on. Yeah. You know, two the girls are wearing these two piece outfits that are like looks like Lisa Turtle would wear them, yeah. right? Yeah, or Jesse Spano, yeah. the Jesse Spano jeans. Right. I noticed that the shorts that are now hot now, yes, were 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 hot back then too. That I guess I didn't realize. Like they I always thought circle. it was like ninety two yep. with Kelly Kapowski. That now all the girls are wearing it. Which yes, I'm just not digging those the shorts. high waist shorts. Yeah, yeah, that's not, like mom jeans to me. Yeah, right. So not hot, not hot at all. I'm no fashion guru, but yes, you hot. are. Yes, you are. <laughs> So, and Usher was in this too. Speaking of 90s, Usher is in this. Now, I have an interesting thought when I was watching this. Oh, yeah? I watched this with our good friend Jeremy and and Katie. And as I was watching this, I noticed that Usher must have filmed this movie in like two hours. Oh, yeah. They they signed him up. Like after a while, I started thinking, was this an MTV film because Uh of all the MTV stuff in here? Right. Now, do you think that... Usher was in this movie beforehand, or they decided, "Hey, we need to take this up a notch. Let's let's get Usher. Let's yeah, get someone in here who's nice." He was never interacting with the cast. Never. He was always he's the school DJ. First of all, and I want to know is was Usher a part of this school? Is he a student, or is that his job to be the DJ at this high school? He looked Which, pretty young, so he looked like a yeah. student. But Usher has a baby face, right? I mean, yeah. not well, to be confused I, with baby face, right? Yeah. 
I think he was about the same age as all these actors here. I think he was like 20, maybe, back in 99. And that basically, 97 to 99 was when Usher blew up to the world. You know, he had the My Way album, You Make Me Wanna, that, yeah. the whole nine yards. All That's the, when he was hot. All the hits. Yeah. So I, I agree with your, your theory of they kind of planted it. It was an after the fact. Usher's hot right now. We need a, another celebrity in this movie. Let's throw Usher in there. And And when we watch this, I noticed even at the end when he was in the prom scene, which we'll get to towards the end of the show, they didn't zoom in on him and they kept showing Usher against like this flat background. Like they put him in there and he was just in a studio. He did all the DJ scenes in, in, in basically an hour. And then the next time, okay, let's film this other thing. He just put a different outfit on. And another, yeah. And another clue is there was a, there was a house party. Yeah. Towards the middle of the movie. A a pretty lame house party. Pretty lame house party. And um, there's a DJ there, but it wasn't Usher, which leads me to believe, to believe your theory even more that he wasn't there. He wasn't there for filming, so they couldn't use him as the DJ. Why wouldn't he DJ this party? Yeah. If he's the DJ of the school and he's the DJ of the prom. He's like the official DJ of whatever, yeah. of Beach State, whatever yeah. the hell this high school is called. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I think that he's probably a full-time student that just skips class and does DJing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's got some pirate radio station that he's not actually, like he's not actually in the school. Yeah. It's something <laughs> off the side, like so, he's skipping school, just doing this radio station on the, the side. It's, it's not a KKTY Bayside thing. No, 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 no. On. No bopper it's, building. It's not, it's not sanctioned. No, not Big Richie, yeah. Big Bopper, you yeah. know. Right. But uh, let's talk about high school in California. Speaking of. Because you, you brought up a lot of good points to me before we started this show. We were talking about California, ba- speaking of Bayside. Yeah. You know, and high schools in California. Yep. They're kind of all the same. Right. Is that by Hollywood standards? Yeah, they're like these dream palaces. Like, we're in Pennsylvania here. We're in eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, we had a big high school, but we also had, what, 2,000 students you know crammed what our, in You know what building? our high school was famous for? Yeah. The most soda machines in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's a fact yeah. of our high school. Right, but all these places, they have quads, they have this, yeah. that, the other thing. We were lucky if we had a little... Half of a quad. We had a all. pool with an inch of hair gel on, yeah. the, on the top of it. Indoor pool, mind Indoor you. pool. Yeah. So, yeah, all these are all these dream high schools like Clueless, Saved by the Bell, Fast Times Ridge Mile High, and there's countless others that I can't think of off the top of my yeah. head right now that are just like, is this the way high school was in, in California? They're never in class. Right? They're always hanging out yeah. in the quad. Smoking cigarettes out by the parking lot. In the sun. Yeah. Just hanging out, having a great time, walking distance of the beach. Is that the way? Uh, should we have told our parents to move us to california probably or, i think i'm regretting not or moving is this a there fantasy? right now please anybody if you're in california and you want the high school in california please email us in and yeah. let us know if this is a reality is this or not. like your high school yeah. did you go to a high school like is, this is your prom king and queen vote so pop so important that you're like you just don't even go to class is it, that is that what we do it reminds me of the boy meets world episode where they go to look at colleges and eric winds up going to beach state yeah it's like <laughs> oh yeah we don't go to class we just hang out on the beach all day yeah. That seems what it's like. So anyway, another observation that that we kind of touched on in the intro is that she actually is all that. Oh, my God. And she was all that I, before I, she became all that. I told you the first openings, the opening credits, they showed her face. I'm like, that's a very attractive woman. Did right you there. fall in love? I fall in love with her. Oh, because she's got overalls on and some glasses and her hair is tied up. Weird. Listen, she's if, she's a beautiful. If they wanted to make her this hideous creature. Yeah. Hollywood special effects could have stepped in here. Yeah. You know, I mean, this movie had a budget. Yeah, it did. And, you know, you could get that kind of stuff at the Halloween store. You could, <laughs> you could make her look 
like something that could need a little work. Put a ward on her a little bit. Yeah, get get her face messed yeah. up. Give her some like ratty hair. Like they gave her a wig. It looked like a wig, but it was a beautiful it wig. Still looks, her hair looks fine to me. It looked like a million bucks. Yeah. She had some glasses on, but the truth is the glasses made her look just as good. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because those types of glasses are in right now. That's, like, it could be part of and it. And it's like when you go back and watch Apollo 13 and everybody's wearing those glasses and the skinny ties. Like, yeah. if you watch that in 90-whatever when it came out, it looks so dated. Uh-huh. Now it looks like, uh, did they film this yesterday? Because that's what everybody's wearing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like all cycles, yeah. so like I, cycles of style. Yeah, and maybe it's this California high school thing. It's like, it's the type of place where people call you four eyes for wearing glasses. Like, yeah. it's some negative thing to have to wear glasses. I don't know. Yeah, Paul Walker would call it four eyes. Yeah, four eyes. You know that. Yeah, Dean. Dean doesn't like glasses. Dean. Anyway, speaking of Dean and Freddie Prinze Jr. and Paul Walker, can we talk about the age of these actors for a minute, please? Playing high schoolers. This is like a Breckin Meyer situation here where you've got 55-year-old Breckin Meyer playing like a 17-year-old student. It's not as bad as it used to be. Like, Not as bad as it could have been, I should say. Yeah. Because some of these guys, like, let's go down the list. We got Freddie at 23. We got Paul Walker playing a high schooler at 25. He was a grown-ass man. He looked Let's 30. be serious. He, he looked, looked like 30. a wrestler. Yeah. Like, I've been in the locker rooms. Nobody had a body like... <laughs> nobody had, nobody had a body like the late out. Paul Walker, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he was greased yeah. up wrestling Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah. You know? Matthew Lillard was like a young was like a young adult in this movie. He's twenty nine. What is he like sixty five right yeah. now? He's, He's twenty nine going on forty nine in that yeah. movie, I swear. <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook was only eighteen, so that's excusable. I believe that. Yeah. She looked she looked younger. She looked yeah. like the youngest, most believable yeah. person. And I don't know her name. The actress that played Taylor, the ex girlfriend of, of Freddie Prince Jr., is only twenty one. So I won't write the I won't say the word that I listed her on as the note. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She's permanent bitch face. Yeah. And she has she's the Catherine Heigl. She's got PBF. Yeah. She's yeah. got the Catherine Heigl thing going she's on. She's definitely got Catherine yeah. Heigl going on. So. So she was 20, 21, you said? Yeah, she was 21. But it is a thing, like actors in movies, and, I, and maybe it's just at that age, you haven't developed the acting chops yet. No, yeah. There's not a lot of Jennifer Lawrence's out there. There's not a lot of, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dakota, not Dakota Fanning. The other one, uh, Chloe Grace. Yeah. Um, I think that's her. From Kick Ass. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of people it's, that are young actresses that are really good. It's hard to get. Yeah, it's hard to get these teenagers to play these these roles, especially if you're a minor, I guess you got to deal with labor law, stuff like that. So what I want to know is how old is too old to play a high schooler? Like I'm thinking back to, like you said, Breckin Meyer. How old is Breckin Meyer Breckin right Meyer now? in Road Trip when he, yeah. when he was playing a college student, he was 57 years old. Like, <laughs> he really was like 57. <laughs> and Tom Green was also, Tom yeah. Green was in that he movie too. He was like too. 50. Yeah. These guys are like so old. Yeah, Stifler, Stifler was in it, Sean William Scott. It's like, you can't say, like, how old are you? Like, I mean, how old is too were, old? They were in college. So but that's I don't more care. acceptable. Maximum 22. They were all, they were all over 30. Yeah. All way over 30. Yeah. They weren't adult learners. All right. I'm going to say 25 is like, you're Paul Walker. You're hitting the all limit. Right, Paul like, Walker's cutting it. He looked like he was roiding, man. He's an like, old 25. Too. Yeah. Yeah. A terrible, terrible 25 yeah. too. And then, but I guess. RIP, by the way. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. We all love him from uh, Fast and Furious fame. So I guess you know, one of the, one of the points is you have to have, you have uh, hard to get good actors that are also young but do we have good actors in this movie drew i'm gonna go ahead and say no hell no (laughs) absolutely not leads me to this question who's the best actor in this movie not career who who did the best acting job in this movie like acting in this movie in this in this particular movie because it's a hard question because the answer might be no one i've got the answer for you and it's you probably can't guess who i'm gonna say right now because He's somebody that you don't really think of when you think of this movie. Okay. 
I'm going to say Dr. Pool himself. Dr. Pool. <laughs> the Dr. Pool man. The the Pool man, Kevin Pollack, or whatever his name is. The father of yeah. Ugly Lady Boggs. Yeah. Okay. Like, hot, ugly, Laney Boggs. Yes, Dr. Boggs. Dr. Boggs. <laughs> the PhD yeah. in poolology. So, the ugly girl's father did the best acting job, which is Kevin Pollack? Kevin Pollack, I believe that's okay. his name. He right. is Arnold Schwarzenegger's sidekick in End of Days. Yeah, if he, anyone's he's done a lot of movie. other things that are probably well more prominent than that, but that's all that we remember. I'm going to apologize already yeah. for laughing yeah. into the mic because I'm giggly today. <laughs> Just don't do the fart laugh. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. He's I'm, the best to yeah, me. I'm going I'm to go off list too because it's definitely not Paul Walker and it's certainly not Freddie Prince Jr. who we've had issues with in the past. Oh my God. <laughs> did he wear his shoes in this movie? Yeah. That's the question. Did he heighten? He heightened. Did they make him take his shoes off when he yeah. was standing next to Lainey Boggs? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So Rachel Lee Cook, possibly the best of the main characters to, in the acting job, although I thought she was very wooded. And in other movies, she's even more wooded. She's she's like, he's a plywood out there. I'm going to go with Kieran Culkin. Yeah, he was pretty good. The younger brother of Lady Boggs, ugly Lady Boggs, hot ugly. And, uh, you know, ugly. he wore, uh, he, if you remember, he wore the earpieces. I want to ask you he about wore the that, hearing okay? Because when yeah. we were watching that, we looked it up. There was no, so there's no rhyme or reason for the why he's wearing these hearing aids. Yeah. He doesn't wear them in real life. Right. That's what, that's what I thought. My first feeling was, did, does he wear them in real life? They why is he wearing them? They didn't make you have any type of reason yeah. why he had it in like, he's just he's just wearing hearing aids and he can hear perfectly fine i mean he, he doesn't say anything in the movie that makes you think that he has bad hearing he's do just wearing these hearing aids in this movie do you think it like why did they do that is, it, is there a deleted scene that maybe we just don't know about we gotta check we gotta dig deep on the we should have read it the dvd to find if we would have went to blockbuster if it still existed we could have yeah, we could have read it the dvd and there were bonus features maybe blockbuster owned and operated by randy marsh yeah the only one in existence <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta go colorado there. for that but no, the, the answer is Kieran Culkin. That's the correct answer. I'm with you. I, I'm yeah. still going with Dr. Pool PhD himself. Yeah. <laughs> so we got all these characters in here and it's all very cliche. Now, one of my favorite spoof movies of all time, and I think you'll agree with me, was not another teen movie. It is the spoof movie. It came movie. out a little bit after this movie, maybe three or four years after. I think it's the best spoof movie yeah. out there. So that movie is pretty much based on this movie. She's all that. It has its main plot and a lot of its sight gags are all related to this movie. Yeah, the, the, the side things are from other stuff, yeah. but the main plot is this. And I really recommend you check that out if if you have any... First of all, if you if you like sex sex comedies, teen sexy comedies yeah, from the like 90s. American Pie. This skewers them in, in all the right ways. And this movie in particular, it does it really well. You got your token black guy as yeah. the friend, as the best friend. Sure. So... He's just there. I don't. And he's saying it's the guy from Psych, yeah. right? Who's on USA yeah. Psych. And he's saying very stereotypical Hollywood's ver- version of what the black friend would say. You got your platonic friend to the ugly lady Boggs, who is also is who now is a it's Fulton it's Reed Fulton from Reed. Mighty Ducks who gained a little bit of weight. Yeah, stopped playing hockey. Maybe had a knee injury. It was like seven years later. It's like you know shit. Shit hits the fan he hung sometimes. up the skates. Yeah, moved to California. Yeah. So you got a you got a sports seat in there. They had a, they had a very unnecessary volleyball seed it's just for fun well and then also they played the soccer game too which i thought that they were football players yeah just because that's what hollywood has trained us to right. believe but they were yeah, all-star actually, soccer guys well it's kind of like american pie yeah or american pie it was a lacrosse, lacrosse. like yeah. who, who expected lacrosse yeah right? i wouldn't have expected i would expect football so all the popular kids in this movie are soccer players um you got the girl you got the ugly girl who's trying to fit in and she tells herself I told them I would never let them see me cry. That's like a quote that's in every single one of yeah, these movies. 16 candles. Yeah. Don't let them see you cry. She let them see you cry. You got a uh, choreographed prom dancing. 
Yeah. And these are all things that are touched. And this is touched very, very well in this not, another, this not another teen movie spoof. Got some professional dancers out there in prom. How realistic is this? At not prom. Very. Well, what was the dancing like at prom? it's like grinding like mtv's <laughs> the grind that's all i can tell you i mean i, I not like that yeah. do you, you think got, other schools tried to you do gotta that you gotta keep some space in the middle for the holy ghost room yeah you I have mean, to you had like the teachers coming in with a piece of paper like oh no no leave yeah. some space <laughs> get it get it back off a little bit yep, right you know it's too you're too close they're doing some really really freaking technical shit if listen part of my part of my language <laughs> i don't think that anyone in our high school was capable of other than the step team no if yes. the step team got involved, they could do that. Yeah, of course. But that's something that they could choreograph on their own time. We're, we're talking the whole school right here is is doing some thriller shit. You know, for, they're all in unison. Rockefeller skank. Yeah. And also you got the main character who's very smart, very popular, but very smart, but he can't get his dad's approval. Accepted to every school. He's accepted to every school, but like he doesn't know what to do with his life. Boo-hoo, my yeah. life sucks. And what do I do with my life? I'm so successful yeah. that I don't know how to move on. It's like it's like they tried to check mark every single cliche. Because this is at the end of the 90s, too. So they took yeah. everything. They jammed it in this movie. Not tongue-in-cheek, mind you, very seriously. No, and I think that I think those are great observations. Yeah. But let's talk about the main thing that this movie is built upon, okay? Let's talk about the, the bet. bet. Oh, you, Zach! You know, for four years I've watched you fool people into thinking you're some sort of god in this place. Well, guess what? This is one contest you're going to lose. You're going down, asshole. Dean, I want to call him Dean Portman, but it's not. It's, I kept saying Dean Portman, Dean, too. What is his last name? Dean Sampson. Dean Sampson, not off. Dean Portman. Way off. You know, the Samsonite. Bash brother. We got one half of the Bash yeah. brothers in this movie. Um, Dean Portman, Paul Walker, messes up, and he dares after Taylor Vaughn breaks up with, yeah. you know. So, yeah, long story short, Freddie Prince Jr., at the very beginning of the movie, Freddie Prince Jr.'s girlfriend breaks up with him. They're the most popular boy in girl school. They break up. If Ray Prince Jr. is like saying, I could get any girl in the school. Doesn't matter, right? So what, yeah. that, what happens? They, they they bet him to basically say, I'm going to give you six weeks to turn whatever girl he picks yeah. into the prom queen. Yeah, the terms are basically the opening, and the opening of our show. He here. says, yeah, basically, I can do it. I, you know, But the point is, the point is not the bet. I mean, that's what the movie's about. But what I want to ask you is, this leads me to a bigger philosophical question. Okay. And the, the philosophical question is, is Freddie Prince Jr. an, an asshole in this I, movie? I took it away as No. Like, he was maybe, don't drop the ball, Freddie. Like, yeah. whatever he was saying in the art presentation. Yeah, we showed a piece of himself, yeah. Because what I want to say is, Dean seems like a complete jerk. And he seems like the stereotypical jock, like, ah, uh, ha, ha, just want to get laid. Yeah, he's the asshole friend. Yeah. That's and very cliche. Freddie Prince Jr. is trying to fill this persona that he thinks he has to live up to, maybe, yeah. for being the star athlete. See, my theory was that it was early in high school, he started dating the most popular girl at school who, for all lack of a better word, she's a bitch. Yeah. She's a terrible person. She she's wasn't mean. Even, no, no offense to her, but she wasn't even hot. She no. was she was not. No, she's, she's ugly personality. She's all right. Ugly yeah. looks. She's okay. So I feel like he, he dated her maybe to gain popularity. And then be, by being associated with her, turned him, him into this popular jock-like character. And maybe it rubs off a little bit. But deep down, I think he's a nice guy. And yeah. I think it shows later on in the movie. He's the class president. As we find out later, yeah. he's got the fourth highest GPA in his class, yeah. so, which I never would right. have expected. So he's not the dumb, popular, mean guy. He actually has a brain. Yeah. He can think for himself. He's I very successful. That. He's very hardworking, obviously. Yeah. He's the star athlete. Now, let me ask you something. Yes. Do you think that I could acquire the Mr. Prez 
license plate on thegoldencloset.com? <laughs> Do you think I could get his Letterman jacket on thegoldencloset.com? I would hope so. I- I would probably go for the plate over the jacket, just called price. What would you rather have? How much do you think that would cost on the Golden Closet? Let's see. The license plate, everything's over, everything's a, a wee bit overpriced, and for good reason. Well, the because it's, it's collector's it's classic items. memorabilia. Yeah. So if I'm trying to save some money, I'm going to go with the license plate, because yeah. you're going to frame either one. I don't think you could put the license plate on your car. Well, in PA, we don't use front plates. Could you put that on no, as a No, because it's a plate? Cali plate. You can't do that. It would, would you get arrested? Yeah, I think it's illegal. So I'm going to go with the plate, and I'm going to hang it in my basement. But if I had a basement. <laughs> apartment living here um the jacket's way too expensive for my taste i feel like the jacket would go for a good 800 plus what i want is i see i'm gonna go for lower market items can i get the hacky sack yeah you definitely could get that yeah i say that's like 250 yeah. can i get uh can i get lady boggs wig <laughs> that's before, like is that borderline creepy before they the quote cut her hair that's borderline creep yeah but i bet that's like Maybe that's 300 just because it's yeah. like she's beautiful and it's like a nice wig. I feel like some creep would buy that up and like sniff it. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so oh, Rachel Lee Cook yeah. wore this on her hair. Or think outside the box. Can I get uh, her little brother's fake hearing <laughs> Can I have those? I don't know if they put that For like on 20 there. bucks a piece, 20 do bucks they, per ear. Do they work? They got to be props. <laughs> 20 bucks an ear. Can I have those for 20 bucks? Well, Plus anyway. shipping. I, we'll have to check it out. You know, I'm dying to get them on here. We got to get them anything on here Anything else sometime. for you? Is there anything else, any requests for you? Maybe the pool man truck, the doctor. <laughs> the doctor pool truck. See, the doctor pool truck. See, I would pay for that because if, it, if it's still in working condition. <laughs> get rid of your car, you know, yeah. drive the doctor pool truck Do around. the pool supplies come with it? Yeah, in the back. I'll pay 20 grand for that. You could use it in the yeah. summer. Drive if, it if around. If I can finance it. If I can finance it. So, but what I do want to <laughs> ask you, though. Does he really have it that bad? He no. seems down on his luck, like, woe is me, my life sucks. My dad's riding my ass, just wants me to go to Dartmouth. Can, can I can I run off the schools that he has been accepted to? Yes, not, please. not applied. Please do. Accepted to. Please do. His father's alma mater, Dartmouth. Great school. Harvard. Amazing school. Yale. Amazing school. Stanford. Great school. In California, too. Yeah. NYU. Oh, my God. Five very prestigious schools. On a scale of... One to ten, how bad do you feel for this guy? A negative. Yeah. He he does he not carry it around like woe is me? Like my life's so hard, my dad's riding my ass, wants me to be him. In the in the little interaction that I've seen with him and his dad, his dad seems like a nice guy. Right. Like what what did he say? Like, you know, how, did you get any uh did you get any of your things back? Yeah. He did you get any of your like he went to the mailbox? Yes. There's yeah. a scene where he's looking at the mailbox and he's like Hey, did you get any of your college acceptance letters? Yeah. What does he tell him? Yeah. He goes, oh, no, no, no. I didn't get them. I'll sure I'll get them by Friday. And at the end of the movie, we come to find out that a lot of these uh, acceptance letters have been expired. It's like May. He waited so long that like, like, and his dad's mad at him. And rightly so. Well, you know what? You know what? This is funny. Like they go upstairs and he goes up into his room and he pulls out like every envelope ever. And it's like. He's avoiding looking at it, okay? Now, like, you have this acceptance letter. It's like a ticking time bomb. Like, you got to do something with that. Right. This brings me back to a story, okay? I, we have a very good friend. I'm not going to name him, yeah. okay? <laughs> and this is one of my favorite stories of all time. But when our friend was young, I don't know how old he was. We'll have to ask him. I think he was, like, what, five or Maybe something? five or six. Living in his house. Yeah. Like to play with matches, okay? Like to play with matches. And as he told pyro. the story, yeah. as as he told the story, I think he was messing around with matches or lighter or something. He was yeah. playing around with the lighter, it, it some fire, him. and he winds up like lighting something on fire in in his closet. 
Uh-huh. Like, like the closet starts going up in flames. <laughs> this is a true story, by the way. We yeah. can we can get him on the show sometime. Yeah, he's we'll a mutual him. friend of ours. Mutual yeah. friend, very good friend. And um, he, what does he do? He lights his closet on fire, something in his closet, and he gets scared. What does he do? He shuts the door and goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Freddie Prinze Jr. did in this movie. He he lit the thing on fire and closed the door. Yeah, like he, I, he got accepted to these colleges, and instead of doing anything about it, he just put them in a drawer. It's scared. first off, I can't blame I can't blame the kid for doing this. By the way, yeah. the 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 child that had done for this. closing the door, no. the house burns down. <laughs> it's fire. I can blame him. No, it's fire, but. You know what? He was scared. He didn't know what to do. Got yeah. a talking to by the fireman. When and he by came. the way, yeah, the house did not burn did, down. Did not they, burn down. Nothing yeah. happened. The parents they, they found out and they, they were able to put and it out. One of my favorite stories, I want to thank him for letting us tell that yeah. story on the air because I, I thought sure. that was a, the perfect analogy of him ignoring the college acceptance right. letters because there is a deadline for them. Right. And his dad's like, you, you can't ignore those. They're going <laughs> to inspire. Like, what the hell? So, to recap, on a scale of 1 to 10, you're asking me how bad I feel for this yeah, kid. Yeah, how bad do you feel? How bad do I feel? <laughs> you. That's how I feel. All right, kid. All right, dude. <laughs> you. Life's so hard. Life's so hard. <laughs> anyway, do you think there's an audience of people that tried this bet on people? Now that we're back to the bet, right? So, after this movie came out where people were like, yo, I bet I could do it. I maybe, bet I could do yeah, this in real maybe life. Maybe it's not prom king or queen or something like that, but I'm sure there was this short list of very messed up high schoolers that were like, you know what? Let's go take that ugly kid and pretend that we're friends with him, and we'll we'll try to get him popular, and then we'll we'll pants him when at the party or something like that. I'm sure that happened. I'm sure I'm 100 percent guarantee that this happened somewhere along the lines. There's a lot of movies out here at this time that seem to be playing off of the Pygmalion story, right? Like right. If, if you've seen Boy Meets World, they do it too. Pygma- right. The episode was called Pygmalion. They read the book. Yeah. What other movies are like? You have a whole list, don't you? Well, one thing that came to mind. It's not exactly the same, but it's Drive Me Crazy. With Vinny Chase. Um, with Vinny Chase, Adrian Raider. It was Vinny Chase's first movie before yeah. we did Queens and, Boulevard. Yeah, Vinny Chase from Entourage and uh, Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All, Melissa Joan Hart. So really, uh, I guess, for lack of a Vinny Chase, Adrian Raider, I guess he was kind of an outcast, kind of a social, you know, he just did his own thing and he was fine with it. He had his group of friends. Melissa Joan Hart was uh, very popular. They were neighbors, right? Yeah. Their parents were, uh, they were both... Uh, Single, they had single parents, one had a mother, one had a father. And uh, I guess they had this agreement where they would pretend to date. So um, Adrian, Adrian's uh, Vinny Chase's character yeah. would get popularity and this girl would score jealousy points with her ex-boyfriend. And they go through like the social experiment of high school, kind of like what we do yeah. here in this movie. And, uh, and she's all that. She takes him to the Gap. Yeah, gets takes him, him to the Gap. Wardrobe. Yeah, gets him a new wardrobe, takes him, takes him to the basketball game where all the cool kids are and yeah. this and that. And he has trouble fitting in. But it's kind of like, can this kid become popular by associationist? That kind of thing. So I felt that that movie was very similar to this. Uh, I don't know if you also, if you remember in that movie that, so they at the end of the movie, they become an item. Yeah. Because they, they've kind of like have been harboring feelings for each other. They've been neighbors like their sure. whole lives or something. And then also their parents also hook up as well. So the mother you, and the father. So can you still date if that's... That's what I, not to, not to go off track a little bit here, but can you do that? So if they so hold on they're in love and then the yeah. parents hook up so, at the uh, end yeah so at the end of the movie the kids fall for each other uh, the Adrian and, Cl- and Clarissa and Clarissa right but they also have single parents one is a mother one is a father yeah come to find out that they're hooking up as well oh, is that man. is that accept- acceptable socially now, see here's how I feel about it because now I don't know the social rules of this I don't yeah. know if, if it's legal or illegal well it's but, certainly not incest it's not blood at all well no but the fact is that they were falling in love in high school uh-huh. like they can't help what their parents did 
Right? I mean, they're allowed to be together. They're not married. Yeah, but it depends on what... I feel like it's dibs. It's a dibs situation. So Whatever dad, comes first. the dad calls dibs on the mom first... Yes, then you cannot date. The the two That's not kids cannot fair. date. Uh, hey, life ain't fair, sonny. No, right? I, I believe that they should... Right. It's like the Brady Bunch, I guess. Yeah. That was weirder because they were younger. Yeah. But, like, these people were of age. No, you know but, I mean? but if, if Clarissa and Vinny Chase were, were dating first... The mom and dad can't be together for sake of the kids. That's bad parenting. I'm I'm gonna go with they can both date. You want maybe so, that's weird. So you have a double wedding? Is that yeah. weird? No, they're not. Oh, who said oh. they're gonna get married? Oh, hey know? there, nice to meet you guys. This is my uh, sister-in-law slash wife. They're, no, they're in high school, so who knows? They're gonna they're gonna have a little summer oh. fling, and then they're gonna break up when they I'm, go to I, I'm assuming all of these uh, romances and all these movies they end up getting they married because get I'm a hopeless romantic. Lo- so that's how I feel. <laughs> Mean, what Mean Girls anyway, 2 is on your list. Mean um, Girls is the inverse of this movie yeah. where Lindsay Lohan, she tries to infiltrate the cool kids in order to make one really mean popular girl unpopular by taking her down a peg, making her overweight, exposing her for being mean, blah, 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 blah. It's like the opposite of this movie. And uh, lastly, uh, you know more about this movie than I do. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, with uh, the Joker. Yeah. The Joker. All right. All right. <laughs> It, the Joker. Uh, what's her name? Um, I can't uh, even remember her name. Yeah, I don't uh, care. The she, blonde hair. Save the last dance girl. Yeah, right? I can't yeah. remember. Whatever. She falls in love Whatever. with the Joker. The Joker decides that he, he's going <laughs> to take it over. You call this guy the Joker. So basically. <laughs> Heath basically, Ledger. Basically, no. So basically in the movie, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is like the young kid. Yeah. And he falls in love with this girl. Uh, what's her name? Alex oh. Mack from Alec, The Real Adventures of Alex Mack in the that's 90s. Ten, that's 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> I'm to lose a guy in 10 days. Oh. <laughs> Same movie. Whatever. Let's, let's mash them. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. that's ten, All right. So we're talking about 10 Things I Hate About I'm You. sorry. That's cool. <laughs> so, so anyway, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Matthew McConaughey is this guy who works at an ad agency. I want to whoa, 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 whoa. I want to know more about ten things I hate about you. <laughs> well, he totally cares uh, about. We screwed that up. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it, so what's her name from uh, Save the Last Dance? I want to know what the she, Joker did. She, she falls in love like <laughs> Alex Mack. This is ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. Sorry, everybody. So anyway, Alex Mack can't date anybody. Joseph Gordon-Levitt loves her. Yeah. Can't date anybody in the movie. So he's got to help. He's got to get somebody's help. Yeah. So the Joker is at all the, all the games and he's sitting on the sidelines and he gets the Joker to fall in love. And it's a good thing that he's dead for just because if he heard you call him the Joker, man, he'd be all. It's his best role. He'd come be banging on, down your door right now. I love now. him. Rest he's in a, peace. He's pleasure. actually one his of my. His best role. Yeah. Come on. The Joker. Brokeback Mountain. Anybody? Oh, get out of here. The Joker. Come on, man. He was, the, he was amazing as the Joker. All right. all right. Anyway, he falls in love. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's a different movie. But that's another movie that is like that. So anyway, moving on. Moving on. One of our favorite pieces of of reality television, pop culture, show, if you pop will, culture is this guy in this movie. Let Let's just call him Brock Hudson. Brock Hudson. What kind of a name is that? Brock Hudson, played by Matthew Lillard, reality TV superstar, quote unquote, MTV era '90s. This is the guy that stole Freddie Prinze's girl. Who, by the way, total creep. Oh my god! Twenty-nine-year-old man. I don't know what he's playing in this movie, but he was almost thirty. He had to be stealing the high school girl who's out on spring break at the spring break dance show. The grind. I want to hit on this for a second. MTV was a much more fun place back in the nineties. Back before Jersey Shore. Yeah. 
So what what they would do is they would take all their shows and just take them take them to seaside heights, right? For the summer. Yeah. So a sh- a half hour show would just be it would just be called spring break and it would just be music played while we watch people in bathing suits dance. Is that fun for you to watch that? <laughs> it's do you little, like watching that? Yeah, it's a little it's a little sad. So why do they put that on TV for the creeps like to watch TV and be like, yeah. oh man, that girl's hot in that bikini. Those shows are for the 60-year-old men. To, to creep, to, on, to creep on the 20 year old Because they girls. can't go in person. Yes. Yes. So they're just going to flip on MTV. Yeah. It's like, they're girls not going to commit full on to porn. So what they're going to yeah. do is they're going to watch the young girls dance in bikinis on, on MTV spring break. Yeah. And they would have like the karaoke show and Carson Daly would be there looking like he's having the worst time of his life because these kids are all insane. How bad did he want to get the hell out of there? Oh my God. How bad did he want to get the it hell out of there? It was fun for a week, I bet. And then, if and then I, he's just yeah. like, get me out of here. Right. So this guy, Brock Hudson. Um, he got his claim to fame on the show uh, being on The Real World. Uh, we all love The Real World. What kind of real world character was this guy? What kind of personality was I'm going to give you, so if anyone grew up watching The Real World, if you've seen probably actually season two, it was a season one, this guy named Puck. Yeah. He reminds three. me. Season three. Season three. Of, yeah. His name's Puck. This disgusting, just try to gross you out guy. Snot rockets. Just farting, farting. in your face, yeah. in your mouth. Probably <laughs> farts in your mouth. You know, you go to, like, take a breath of air, yeah. and he just comes up and jumps in your face and farts in your face. Kept making fun of the guy who had AIDS, which was really sad and terrible. Yeah, which is yeah. terrible. Yeah. So it's like, this guy is the worst castmate ever. Yeah. So they're, 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 sh- and what, what I really liked about this movie is that they showed, like, little seeds of, like, the, the show that he was in. Like, they showed him watching himself on TV, which I also thought was pretty funny. Had a tattoo of yeah. himself on yeah. his arm. So they, they showed a couple, like, in real world shots of what kind of character he was like, which I thought was a nice touch. Perfectly casted Matthew Lillard. Yeah. I thought he did a, actually. Maybe he's the best actor. Maybe he did a yeah. great job. Do, the thing is, Matthew Lillard doesn't get credit for who he is. Like he he plays like the the dumb side character pretty well in a lot of movies that he's in. But the point that that I think that is interesting about this is Taylor Vaughn leaves Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. for this movie star type guy, right? Yeah. Or or right? Right. No, wrong. Because this guy is a effing loser. Is <laughs> what this guy is. Okay, he's the worst castmate. Freddie Prince Jr. says, what, the dyslexic volleyball guy that kick, got kicked out of the house? He's, yeah. like, not even a good real-world person. No, yeah. no. He gets his ass kicked off. She's a total camera whore, right? That's what you call, like, yeah. in the real world, like, we... Fame chaser. So, I was shame, shameful to admit this. Drew and I watch pretty much every single season of this yeah. show from 92 on to current times. Sure. So... <laughs> You see these type of women that come in and they have sex with one the guys of the guys on the show because they're on camera. The guys right? do it too. They're chasing yeah. the girls sure. too. Yeah, yeah. They see the camera. You're a camera. You're a camera banger. Is what yeah, you are. Really. That's, that's really the yeah. perfect way to describe right. it. But that's what this girl is. Yeah. And this guy's a loser. Like he's not even good. He no. thinks he's awesome. He's goofy. So like like I said, it, I really love the fact that he watched himself. Like he, there was a scene where he's in bed with Taylor and like she's trying to like get down get to business, with him. get with yeah. him. And he's like, no, 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 babe, get off me, get off me. Watch, here's my best scene coming up. And it's him arguing with this African guy. It's, it's just, it's, it's something that I wonder about myself. If I were on that show, I'll pose this to you. If you were on that show, if you were on The Real World, Drew, would you watch yourself? I don't know if I would because I just... Isn't that frightening? I feel like I'd be too embarrassed yeah. to see how they would cut it. Yeah. But maybe you need to see it to know how they're going to cut yeah. it. So see people, if they screwed you over, yeah. right? You got a bad cut, yeah. as they would say. Yeah, right. Oh, we got a really bad cut. It's yeah. like, no, you're just an asshole. Like, and I think that he's just a jerk. Yeah. So, so they mentioned that they kicked him out of the house uh, in the movie. What do you think he did? Like, what was the last straw? Well, if they showed him like just farting on people, yeah. I feel like maybe back in 98, you know, like you couldn't, 
if you punch somebody back then, you were done. Yeah. Any physical contact, you're out. Now they encourage it. They want you to fight, basically. They want you to kick someone's ass. But back then, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, but he doesn't look like a fighter. No. So I want to say he probably like took a dump in someone's shoe or something. Something unsanitary that maybe caused like a health scare. Yeah, definitely. Like he took a, like a crap in somebody's shoe or or like in someone's bed and thought it was funny. Something really antisocial that really had the house vote about. Like nasty as hell. That's true. I don't, he's not a fighter in my opinion. He's no sexual assaulter. He didn't grope anybody. Yeah. But I at agree, some point, I agree completely. he says that, you know, he breaks up with Taylor Vaughn and he says, oh, did you think I would go to the Road Rules All-Stars? Yeah. Like, what, like with still dating you? Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> How would this guy do on the challenge? Like, right. you think he could make so, it? The challenge, which is arguably better than the real world. is basically, No, it's, it's definitely better. Yeah, it's the real world people that are, that play these stupid games. Like, they're, they're physical challenges and it's a whole separate show. It's like a spinoff. This guy would not last Two rounds maximum on the challenge. He's got skinny arms, all right? He's weak. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's in shape. He's skinny, but he's not in shape skinny, right? Yeah, I think Preston could kick his ass. Yeah, Johnny Bananas would be all over this guy. The mind games, Wes would kill him. CT, he would say something wrong to CT, and CT would just cave his face in. He would club punch him. Yeah, so this guy is not long for this world. It's a good thing he started before they got those guys got up and coming. Great touch in this movie, though, I think. Yeah. It was, it was a great little subplot, the whole real world aspect. It's one of the best subplots, yeah. I think, of the movies that we've watched so far. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the meat of the show is, is about the courtship. You ever think about contacts? Mm, I have them. I just never wear them. I don't know. The idea of touching my eyes. Because your eyes are really beautiful. This courtship is, is basically Freddie Prince Jr. trying to get this girl to believe that he likes her. Yeah. And... In the beginning of the movie, he's totally not into her. He just is trying to win this bet. Yeah. And as the movie goes on, we start to see that he starts to fall for her. Oh, yeah. I liked her from the first second I saw her because I thought she was gorgeous and she's, she seemed like a nice adorable. person. adorable. Yeah. And she seemed like a smart person. Like, she was into world issues, you know? She was like a smart person. She has a brain? Yeah. Like, not just a complete idiot like, like Taylor, Taylor Vaughn. Yeah. But anyway, so let- we've got a list of, of these epic ways that he tries to get in touch with her. Well, let's go over this quickly. Her. Stop me if you have something. Okay. So this, this, these are the steps that which he took to, to win her heart. Now, would he, are we going through and saying like, would he, would he win your heart? Right. I'll tell you whether he would win my heart. Yes. All right. Let's okay, do that. You give me what he does okay. and I'll tell you whether so he would first win of my all, heart. He tried to, he tried to ask her out in the quad. This is first contact. It's not doing it. It's he too, was yeah, really it's, awkward. It's too direct. He was very cocky. That's not going to do right. it for me. It's too so direct. It's a zero. She blows him off immediately too. So I'd she agreed with you. Yeah. All right. Secondly, he went to her job at like the Taco Shack, some kind of. Oh, taco she was at a falafel place. That's a falafel place, and uh, he asked her out again. And uh, he's all again very awkward, but a little more, a little more charming. Turn no, the charm a little bit. No, look, if a guy's gonna come to my work of place, yeah. my place of work, I mean, and ask me out, yeah, he took the effort to come see me at my he, place of he work. He had to find out where you worked, so he tries trying. Now, here. if he's asking me out at work, yeah. I'm thinking that he's going a little bit further. He, yeah. he took the time to ask my friends, maybe where I work, to ask me out. She doesn't have friends. It's Lady Boggs. Anyway. <laughs> I, think, I think that it shows more effort. I, think, yeah. I still think I don't think I would accept it. All right. How many, out of 10 hearts, one to 10, giving your heart away, how many hearts does that? Uh, I'm going to say like four and a half. Four and a half hearts. It's, okay. it's almost there. But so she, she accepts the date, but it's on her terms. She, she, set, she sends him to something that's very out of his comfort zone. They go to. What was it? Like a poetry? It was like expo, a beatnik expose. club, sort of. Like, kind of yeah, like a poetry club. place. Beatnik club is a very good way it's, to put it. It was like a very avant-garde, awkward art yeah. place where they're doing, like, performance art. Yeah. 
So she she's in this performance art thing, which is very awkward and it's kind of terrible. But the Beatniks love it; they're snapping. Yeah, they were doing, yeah, they're snapping. All right. So then, to pr- to kind of like prove himself, to prove pr- she she tried to get him out of his comfort zone. She sends him on stage, saying, "There's a yeah. new guy here, first timer. He's getting on stage. He's gonna he's gonna do a show for us. He's gonna do a little impromptu st- show for us." He said she sends him up on stage and he does this little hacky sack demonstration which shows a window into his soul about how he's getting pressure from his dad and his future and all that. Yeah. He's doing some really smooth hacky sack skills. Don't drop it. But first of all, did they show his face? Was it him? Or I don't did think they just, it was. I think they just panned to his feet. I think they had a hacky yeah, stunt man. Couldn't be The him. hacky guy. Yeah. So what would you do if you went on stage? Well, first off, I'm going to tell you that I think that might have won my heart because yeah. he went well out of his comfort zone he to did. impress me by going up on the stage. He was he was very good at it too. I would have completely frozen, okay? Yeah. Like, did he just have the hacky sack on him? Does he carry it? I guess 90s people, you just yeah. have a hacky sack in your well, pocket. They showed him at the very beginning of the movie just like having one around. So it was the payoff. So they kind of like set it up a little bit that he has this thing, right? I mean, I guess if you're in 98 and you're in high school, you, you yeah. got a hacky sack on you at all times just in case you need to play. You're waiting yeah. in line somewhere. You got to play hacky sack. So rate Freddy's performance. Um, we'll go on the hipster scale <laughs> <laughs> from your favorite vinyl album to, say, uh, wearing beanies in the summertime. <laughs> on that scale, where where along that scale does it I'm fall? I'm going beanies in the summertime. <laughs> so Beanie- we're going to 10. Beanies in the summertime. Right. That's like extreme yeah. right there. Oh, man. But anyway. So, um. So how many hearts are you giving him for his performance? I'm giving him like eight. So eight she's there. like, she's very intrigued. At well, this at point. this point, you could see it on you her face. Intrigued. She's really into yeah. him because, and I think actually at this point, that's where he turns the corner and he starts to like her because he starts to see, hey, she's a pretty nice girl. Yeah. yeah, she was weird Laney Boggs, but she's actually pretty nice. She's beautiful. She's got something to offer. He loved her art performance, even yeah. though he was totally weirded out while he's wearing his white sweater polo sweater. sweater. Polo. That, that's a 90s it shirt. It was such an yeah. awkward 90s shirt. Like Do you think he got that from Structure? <laughs> he got at the, it from at the mall before it turned into Express Structure. <laughs> Express Did he get that men. from Structure? That's where I think you buy oh, that man. shirt. You get that at the mall at Structure. Yeah. But I think that's where she turned the corner and and she started yeah. to to intrigued. like him. Yeah. All right, let's go over these a little more quickly. Next, he took her to the beach with her, with his friends. Nah, it's not going to do it for me. Yeah, that's the way. Why? I like going to the beach, but yeah. it, it wasn't romantic. So you don't want to meet her, you don't want to meet his friends? No, I don't care about his friends. His friends, yeah, they're kind of his dicks. friends suck anyway. They're kind of dicks anyway. All right. So uh, after that, she invited he invited her to a party at his friend's house. Yeah. She declined. Says, "I gotta clean my house. House is dirty." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that sucks." Cut to him going to her house the same night with the JV squad. They're gonna clean his her house for team? her, and he's gonna go. And his sister is gonna give her a makeover to come to the. You know party. what that is? That's a Zach Morris move. Right it is there. a Zach Morris move. And I'm gonna say that that's like a nine right there for me. I would go the opposite way. I like. I think it. it's very presumptuous of him. Well, that's true. What do you mean I need a makeover? No, oh, the makeover. No, the, I'm saying the soccer okay. thing is nice. I'm doing okay. that. The makeover. No, way. They're all combined. That's, okay, well, half and half. Okay, right. I'm going to dial it okay. down to like a two. All right. So he comes with his little sister, Anna Paquin. Yeah, Rogue from the X-Men movies. Rogue, yes. Another 90s So they person. bring her a dress. She cuts her hair, which is very trusting on this girl. Gives her the contact lenses. Your eyes look great. Listen, you need an eye doctor's appointment to get contact lenses, okay? I'm a contact <laughs> lens wearer, and you can't just get yeah. contacts. That's not something you could just do. You need to schedule an eye yeah. ca- a contact fitting appointment for yeah. that. I, it took me an hour to get my first pair in. It was very <laughs> She's not going to pop those in. She never yeah. wears them. She should have left the glasses. They look great. Yeah. So he took her to, to the party that she didn't really want to go to, but he took her right away. Worried disaster might happen, and guess what? Disaster happens. It, it definitely did. Yeah. You know, the one girl told her, how do you feel? I'm a rich girl and you're cleaning up my yeah. puke. 
That girl sucks. Some of the mean people were being really mean to her. And she said, that's why I avoid people like yeah. you. The that ex- would have yeah. taken whatever feelings I had for this dude and made it yeah. like a negative 50 yeah. because it's like, I should have known better as she's a smart person. Uh-huh. She should have definitely known better than this was totally a bet. So zero hearts. Zero. Zero hearts. There. Negative She gets five. embarrassed. Blah, 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 blah. Cut to the next day. They're in the cafeteria. Uh, lady's brother, little brother, Kieran Colkin, with the hearing aids for no reason. <laughs> is getting bullied by these punk kids. They're like, what are they? What, what would you call them? What? Like what's, scumbag, like uh, punks? Yeah, the stoner kids, if you will. Stoner maybe. punks. Yeah. The guy with the blue tuft of hair. Yeah. And Sherminator is one of them uh, for American Pie fame. So they push around this kid, tough talk. A kid has a pizza. They take the pubes out of their hair. I'm gagging thinking yeah. about this. Long okay? pubes. No That's manscaping. Disgusting. Yeah. Put it on the pizza and try to get the kid to eat it. That was the one of the grossest scenes I've seen in a lot of movies, yeah. and it like it wasn't gory, yeah. it wasn't anything. It's just the idea of that is the nastiest right. thing. Ever. So while Lady's sitting there at the, in the cafeteria, Freddie Prince comes in and saves the day, sticks up for the kid, tells the bullies to basically go to hell, stop what you're doing, or I'll kick your ass and eat the pubes. Makes them eat the pizza with the pubes on them, and without question, they do it. Would they do it? No, absolutely that not. Makes no sense. Listen, that kid looked tough. He looked like he would be able to hold his own because he probably does some bullying. He probably gives some swirlies. Yeah, he's a swirly giver. <laughs> you know, he he's not going to give a, a crap what yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. is saying. He's a preppy jock. Yeah, Freddie Prince is a preppy jock. He's not going to do what he says. They would fight him, and maybe Freddie Prince wins that fight. Maybe not, but they so. would they would definitely fight well, him. Look, the Shermanator is not going to beat anybody with his Jinko pipe jeans on. Okay, <laughs> he's going to trip the second he, he tries to he run did at him. Have the big Jinkos like. You know, 50 inch cuffs on those things. <laughs> they were like parachutes. But anyway, Speaking that other guy could fight him, though. Yeah. And I think that, I think Freddie Prince Jr. was, who the hell is he to do that? I'm glad he did because he's stopping bullying. Yeah. And that's a good thing. All right. So let's click like a PSA. We have, let's quickly go through this now. All right. uh, so uh, later on, he goes and meets her. They have a heart to heart. He goes, he was going to ask her to prom, but he kind of froze up. And that's, I'm sure, she's at a zero in your hearts right now from, from the previous thing. Yeah. Any, any, any progress here? They have no. the heart to heart. They no. go to kiss, but he pulls back last second because no. he's feeling guilty. No, this that, is no way. It's getting cold. Getting cold. It's getting colder. Getting cold. Even though she, she looked like she was into him, but yep. he felt guilty. No way. Yep. Asshole deed over here. Paul Walker swoops in, asks her to prom, rats out Freddie on the whole bet thing to her. And all of a sudden she's really pissed at him. So yeah. it's it's like it's it's over at this but point. But she she definitely this is where the movie loses me because I feel like as a smart person yeah. she would have seen through Dean yeah. immediately. Clearly Dean's in it for one thing. No way. Yeah. He's definitely in it for trying to get with her. I think she's a lot smarter than yeah. that. So whatever. So night of the prom, lady goes with Dean. Um Freddie mistake. Freddie Zach goes with his little sister. Which how do you think how do you feel about that move? That's where he redeems me. Yeah. Because you know any man that can take his younger sister yeah, she's like prom. 13 like a nice 14 thing. years old he's a sweetheart it's a nice thing that's yeah. where you know he starts to win my heart a little more yeah so they go to the prom prom queen by the way lady ends up losing to taylor taylor wins prom queen so really dean wins the bet if you will and then when they when lady loses dean asks her do you want to get out of here and then they get out of here now Listen, when, she would have never done that so what happened what do you think is, is expected when the guy asks you, a scumbag, do you like want to get too. out of here? Like, that's the thing. A scumbag like that. Yeah. Who's saying, hey, do you want to get out of here? She knows what he's after. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Or was she, what did she know through this point? Was she 
basically blows his eardrums out with this. It's yeah. like a mace thing, but it's yeah. just for she has, sound. She has like, a, like an air horn, like a bullhorn. Yeah. So we cut to Lady goes back to her house, meets Freddy there. Freddy's waiting there for her. Freddy asks, what's up? I thought you went, you went to the hotel with Dean. And she basically, oh, by the way, he tried to sexually assault me. Like she glosses over it. it. Yeah. I think they should have shown, shown that yeah. because I feel not, not that it happening, but I feel right. like they should have shown him getting his eardrums yeah. blown Show out. Show her basically kick his ass. Because right? she, she's a strong like character yeah. and like in terms of like, she's like, yeah, believes she seems, herself. She seems very much able to defend herself. Yeah. Right? And like, I think she's that like, they she's a very tough that. girl and she's very, she's high character. That was attractive. I yeah. feel because she, she yeah. can take care of herself yeah. and she's standing up for herself. So in the end, they kiss in the yard. Pool man turns the lights on. Dr. Pool. pool. <laughs> yeah, the pool looks PhD. great. PhD. They live happily ever after. Blah, 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 blah. Dr. Pool earned that PhD, <laughs> yeah. by the way. That was one of the Free nicest looking, looking pools. pools. Yeah. So uh, I have a couple of lingering questions okay. before we before we wrap okay. this up here. Um, how long did this relationship last after the credits roll? As, when he think? went to Dartmouth or wherever the hell he went. Yeah. Which is probably one of your other questions, I'm sure. That's fine. I where he went to college, she okay. went to a different college, art school or whatever. They yeah. definitely broke up. There's they broke no up way after summer thing. vacation. I'm sorry, right? And he it's went. Over, right? He went to go play with the Chatham A's yeah. uh, summer catch, yeah. and he fell in love he with Jessica, Jessica Biel. She's hotter. He fan, he fell in love with Jessica Biel, and you know what? He went back to his old ways. He fell in love with her, and he never thought about Lanny Boggs yeah. again. He went to go play baseball. I think it's great. I think all this was for nothing. It's all for a summer fling. It's like Greece, you know? Yeah. I think he went to play baseball. Summer after dreams this. ripped at the seams. Yeah, but those summer nights <laughs> and uh, like you said, yeah, he went to Dartmouth. I agree. You got to got to got to please dad. He went to Dartmouth and started playing baseball up there and then he yeah. started playing, you know, feeder feeder league. Yep. Summer league. And, and he got he drafted by the Phillies. Them. Yeah. And then he plays for the Phillies and, yeah. you know, he plays yeah. there. This obscure reference. It's summer catch. Please watch that movie. It's the best. It's his best. We should do that one at some point. It's Freddie Prince's best performance. He's better than Cole yeah. Ortiz. And uh, just to uh, just to knock. We have to say this just to knock it out. Would Lady ever agree to this in the first place? Absolutely would, not. Would she allow herself to be courted by Freddie Prinze's character here? No, because realistically, she is a smart character, and she would have seen right through it from the beginning. He, he I know he's a class president. He's a nice guy and everything, but it's yeah. just not, it's not going to work. It's not in her character, it seems, to give this guy the time of day, right? Absolutely. She's, she's very um, set in her ways. Six weeks, she would have been wooed like this in six weeks. Yeah. But, but I want to get to my favorite part of our episode, we normally recast things, okay? Yes. What do we we decided to do something different and we yes. might we might pull this out of our bag of tricks going forward. Yeah, this could be a thing for the but future. What I want to do and what we've done yes. is I want to she's all that. Yes. This she's all that. We're going to she's all that this movie. I want to turn this movie into an Oscar winning movie, okay? <laughs> how can how can we change this into an Oscar winning story? I'm yeah. talking about 1998 Oscars. Yeah. You're presenting the award to all these people. How do you? How do we turn this in? We turn this well, into it. Tell well, me about it. I mean, I'm not Shyamalan is going to write this movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. He did not write an Oscar movie. We can agree on that. No. But so what Drew and I were doing, we were emailing back and forth a little bit before we watched this, but like while watching this movie, to try to come up with a way to to turn this movie into an Oscar winner, right? So we turned this to an Oscar winner by tweaking the story a little bit and doing a little recast and see what we can do. So should I uh, should I run Go through, through the synopsis? Should I run through the synopsis? Made. This is this is less of a synopsis and more of this is what happens in this movie. Yeah. These are the steps that this movie needed to take, the changes that are needed to be made to turn this into an Oscar candidate in 2015. This is this is a, a lock to win the yes. Oscar in 1998. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. You're going to be crying. You're going to be laughing. This is it. Yeah. So 
Lady Boggs is living alone with her brother and raising him because the absentee father is literally absent. We're talking he's an alcoholic pool man that drowned on the job. <laughs> but the pool business was a front because he's actually a mid-level drug dealer. Breaking bad. Yeah. And it's the family business. Lady's in on it. The brother's in on it. The mother was in on it. And this is Lady's ticket out of the drug business now that her father died, which is kind of sad, but also she kind of secretly wanted it. Art was her outlet. She was told by her father to be a social outcast, social misfit, as to not draw attention to herself. So that's why she was, you know, glasses, yeah. all that. Awkward. Awkward. Even though glasses isn't a thing. We she didn't know how to act. <laughs> anyway. So the jerk Dean, played by Paul Walker previously, is an undercover cop posing as a high school student. He joins a soccer team and uh, befriends all the popular kids, <laughs> right? His best friend and popular kid, Zach... Just loses his girlfriend, and then they make the same bet, the same bet as in before. Uh, can we make an unpopular kid popular? It was Dean's idea. He knows about Lady Boggs, the Boggs family's drug business, but he needs more, he needs proof, he needs intel, right? So he chooses Lady as the target for this for this bet. Genius. Right? It's all his idea. He's cooking it up. Chooses Lady because his best friend is going to be going out with her. He's going to try to get intel on this family business, right? Yeah. Long story short, in an attempt to win the bet, Zach finds out about her dark past. He knows that she's been trying to get out of the business and he tries to help her because she's kind of a victim in this whole thing. It's very sad. Without tipping off Dean, who um, after he after a while, Zach discovers that Dean is the undercover yeah. cop and um, in a tragic ending because somebody's got to die, right? You got to die in an yeah, Oscar. Yeah. There's got to be a death in an Oscar so, movie. Main character lady dies. Oh my in a God. Fatal tragic. Yeah. Ultimately paying for her father's sins. Zach lobbies his family to take in her young, deaf, and now orphan brother to make up for the love that she and Lady once shared. After all their cards are out of the table, Zach confronts Dean. Dean, in true Dean asshole fashion, says, Sorry about your girlfriend, but at least you won the bet. She's all over the oh news. You win. <laughs> Zach punches she, Dean in popular. anger. Yeah. Zach punches Dean in anger. Dean arrests him on the spot, pins the case on him. Calling him an accomplice to the Boggs family drug business. That's total deed character for you right there. And that, my friends, is how you turn a high school romp into an Oscar-worthy picture. I want to thank you for writing the words pays for her father's sins or whatever you wrote, because I think that that was something right. that would absolutely be in a synopsis. So, so what do we have as far as Oscar-type situations? Like, what are they looking for, right? They're looking for strong female lead who goes above and beyond family yeah. crisis. Right. We're looking for um, death, death, the drug business, gritty, gritty. The, the brother is deaf. So uh, pulled at the heartstrings. Yeah. Tough life. Right. And uh, best friend betrayal. Absolutely. Right. This covers all of that. This is tough. Like not tough. Like I got into Dartmouth, Yale and Harvard. Right. This is tough. Like my dad died. It was a drug dealer. <laughs> Let's talk about the casting, okay? Because yeah. I put together some some names here. We put together some yeah. names. This yeah, this can't be an Oscar movie without the correct. We've got to get some Oscar winning actors, Oscar worthy actors, okay? We're not having Paul Walker in this. No offense, R.I.P. Love him. Yeah. Okay. So Lainey, okay. Yes. There's only one person we can cast. America's sweetheart, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. She could pull this dual role off. She's already done some Oscar worthy acting, okay? Yes. In multiple movies, she's pulling this. She's off, Walter, okay? So the deaf brother. You know, everybody in this movie seems to be a little bit older. Yes. You know, in, in these types yeah. of movies, we said it in the beginning. So J-Law can pull off high school, yeah. but that's kind of where it stops. She looks high school, okay? <laughs> yeah. But 
I'm sorry, the deaf brother, I'm putting Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's like 35 years old. Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. He's old. Like, I know that they're old, yeah. but like, we need Oscar-worthy. We're trying to make this an Oscar. Okay, so, the best <laughs> best friend. The best okay? friend. Yeah. We're talking about the guy who looks like F- Fulton Reed. Yeah. yeah. You gotta get a larger guy, okay? You gotta right. look a little bit, he's gotta look, you know, a little bit larger. He's Large, gotta be blonde, friendly. awkward looking okay. I'm going. I'm going top level. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm pulling out all the stops. All right. I'm going Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, <laughs> because he's got to be the best friend. I, I got, don't care how old he is. I got to pull violation on. He's dead. It doesn't so. matter. This is '98. <laughs> We're writing this in 1998. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Make him but dial him up. Best friend. And he's now, older than all of them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter okay. how old you are. All right, all right. Okay. Clearly, if Breckin Meyer can play a college kid, yeah. we can have Philip Seymour Hoffman playing the best friend in high school. If okay? he says no and turns out the role of lifetime, we got Jack Black. Yeah, we get so, Jack Black on the right. best. So Zach Seiler, okay. Yeah. I'm giving I'm pulling out all the stops, okay? All right. There's a man that deserves an Oscar, and this is an Oscar worthy script. All right. He's yet to win the Oscar. He he certainly deserves it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. And I'm talking about right now, <laughs> not even ninety eight. Not even 98. This is like 40-year-old Leo DiCaprio. Can he pull DiCaprio. off 18? Absolutely. You know, it's like in Batman Begins, yeah. when when they swoop Bale's hair down in front of his face to make him look like 10 <laughs> years you younger. Gotta you, you just gotta give him, a young, you give him a young guy's haircut, Listen, okay? This sounds ridiculous, but is it any more ridiculous than Paul Walker no. and, and uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. acting you, as high schoolers, really? You want this movie to win an Oscar, yeah. you, got, you got to pull out all the stops Leo here. is so good, he could play 18. We're putting Leo in there. All right, I'm with you, 100%. Speaking of swooping the hair down in front of yeah. his face, you want a guy that can play an undercover cop, okay? Yeah. A mean guy. A, some grit. A gritty guy. I'm giving you Christian Bale as Dean. Woo! Christian got, Bale. He's got all the he's got all the, the panache you would need. Is that even the right word? He, he's probably like 42. I don't care. Put him in high school, swoop his hair down, give him some like, <laughs> let him, him go. Give him an earring. Yeah. Send him to the gap. Give him a hemp necklace. Give him an earring. Give him one of those hemp yeah, sweaters. Yeah, give him a hemp necklace. Or the hemp yeah. like hoodie, right. you know, give him some pipe jeans. Throw him a hacky sack. Or he's a, he's a prep. Put a letterman's yeah. jacket on him. And he, he's a high school student, okay? I don't care how old he looks. And if you really want to go all out, you want yeah. someone that's going to fully commit to the role of yes. a lifetime. I'm uh-huh. talking undercover cop that's going to bust this thing wide open. I'm going Daniel Day. Daniel Day Lewis. Like, it's, if he's in your movie, you're, it's an Oscar. He wins an Oscar in every single role. He only does Oscar movies. I'm putting him in this movie. Is he like 47 years old? I don't care. He 46. could be 67 for all I care. We could put Jack Nicholson <laughs> in this so movie. He's so good. He could play 18. He he could be the cop. But I, I still my first choice is Christian Bale. Yeah. But if he's not going to do it, we're pulling out. But we're remember, out it doesn't Lewis. have to be as believable the deed character because the deed character has to he's be 30 playing 20. So if you're 45 playing 30 playing 18, as long as he doesn't good. have a beard. Yeah. You know, like any even high school people have a beard, but you got to give him clean shaven. I'm telling you, give him a Letterman's jacket. Give the hemp necklace, like you yeah. said, seashell necklace, California, yeah. <laughs> bleach his hair a little bit. It's like it's like the joke in 21 Jump Street where the, the teacher was like yelling at um, Channing yeah, Tatum. Because he looks like and he's you're 30. at least 30. There's no way. I, we're going all out <laughs> yeah. on this, okay? Yeah. Now, Taylor Vaughn, whatever, we need to give somebody, besides Katherine Heigl, because she's not good enough. Yeah, she's not good enough. For somebody that kind of has bitch face, Jessica Chastain. That's my vote for it. You know, Natalie Portman could be in it, but I think she's too Natalie nice. Natalie Portman looks, looks younger at she, least, and, right? But she's too, like, she's too kind. So this movie, dial it up in the 98 Oscars, okay? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever Oscars, anyway. This movie's going to win all the awards. Okay, I'm yes. going to rattle them all down. We've got Best Director, Ben Affleck. He's going to direct <laughs> this thing. Ben Affleck's directed this he's movie. He's going to win this. He, he's he's going to get his, his Oscar for that. Yeah. We're going to go Best Picture, Adapted Screenplay, Aaron Sorkin. we got Sorkin on board. Leo's finally going to win his best actor as Zach Tyler. You're going to get Christian Bale as Detective Dean Sampson winning Best Supporting Actor. Win best Supporting Actor. We've got Jennifer Lawrence. 
she's going to lose Best Actress for her amazing performance in 10 Things I Hate About You reboot to Meryl, Meryl Streep. Meryl, Meryl Streep in the reboot of 10 Things she's I Hate About You. She's going to be the lead role the Julia Stiles. <laughs> Mary, Meryl Streep, doesn't, again, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're playing these roles. She's, she's if they're the best that good, actress, they can play young. That's and all I'm saying. It's going to win Best Cinematography. It's clearly. Anyway, now that we got to wrap this up, we just got to talk about emails. Did we get any emails this week? We did, right? We got a couple emails, one in particular that we uh, we were very fond of from our friend Jeremy. He wrote in about Little Giants, um, and I quote, With the icebox flip-flopping between football and cheerleading, do you think she eventually ends up as a star in the lingerie football league? <laughs> I think that's a, good, that's a good observation. That's a great question. That's a great question. I think she does. I think the answer is no, because there, is no, there are no stars from the, national, from the lingerie football league. Yeah, because they don't, like, they play once a year, yeah. I guess. I don't know. They don't, do those girls have faces? I don't oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> Just kidding, ladies. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. On that note, anyway, if you like the totally show, totally kidding, ladies. We're looking for your feedback. Write in. Let us know what movies you guys want us to see. We got a lot of great suggestions so far. We're gonna try to do a better job of publishing them on the website, on the Twitter, on the Facebooks. Right before we get to watch them, uh, we'll give you some time to catch up on them. Um, we've been trying to pick some things that are on Netflix, ways that you can watch them without having to pay for them if you haven't seen them in a while. Um, but if you have any suggestions, visit us on our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Write to us on Twitter at thelastrowpod. We're at thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. We're also on Google+. Leave us a comment on the SoundCloud player if you're looking to it. On that note, we'll see you next week. Kiss me. Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> ring, ring. Yeah.